Welcome back to the weekly anime performance review. The show where we review the performance of anime bi-weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I am the Knight of 69. I'm Chris, and my geos is to make really good cosplay. And I'm Andrew, and I'm the master of taking out and putting in my contacts in a second. He's it's a very stylish move, the, the contacts. It is, but like you can't that's not how that works. He's really good at it. I don't know, have you ever taken out a contact? No. I have I have never had to uh learn to do that because I am actually incredible uh and still have perfect vision at the age of twenty five. I just wear glasses. Oh yeah, like if 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 I if my vision does start to go, I will not wear contacts. Fuck that. Just yeah. glasses, thank you. We're here to talk about uh good son of evil emperor and bad son of evil emperor. We're talking season 2 of Code Geass, baby. Uh So this one picks up is it a year? Yeah, a year after the end of season 1. Uh where the Black Knights uh, lost the climactic battle at the end of season one when Zero abandoned them because not only got kidnapped. Uh, and so they're on the ropes uh, and Lelouch is back in his old life, not even aware of the fact that he has a sister or was a prince of the Britannian Empire or was the leader of the Black Knights. He is just a guy now. <laughs> and he has a brother named Rolo, uh, who is actually a Britannian spy who's there to monitor him, make sure his memory doesn't come back. But then C2 does get him his memory back and he uh, resumes the fight against Britannia uh, and reforms the Black Knights. So that is our setup for season two. Okay, I, I want to mention, like, all that happens in, like, the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first episode that I just gave you. I'm not, like, I didn't just, like, spoil the whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean, all that I have to say is that I felt like it was a bit much. I feel like it was just an overly complicated way for them to return to the status quo of season yeah. one. Like, they reset the last arc, kind of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because there really, I feel like there really isn't a way for them to maintain the school life aspect of it without him, without this setup. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's kind of, I'm not going to say it feels cheap, especially because the anime does it all the time. But it feels cheap, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, it's not even like just anime. I feel like television in general will leave on like a big cliffhanger and then just kind of hand wave it away at the end at the beginning of the next season well like they explained away like um the end of season one was our two protagonists essentially shooting at each other mm -hmm. um lelouch and suzaku and it just was like oh they both missed i'm fine with that yeah but like it's just like nothing mattered like every plot was like, oh, nothing happened. I mean, the Black Knights were about to take Japan before Zero like fucked off. So the fact that they didn't is a big deal. Right. I mean, yes, it does. Like it resets further back than just that one battle. Like it basically they have to start over. And like it puts them back in like arguably a worse place than they were at the start of season one, because most of the black Knights have been captured. Yeah. I think a lot of the consequences that season two followed up from were less 
the confrontation between Lelouch and Suzaku and more just Lelouch focusing more on his own desires than actually liberating Japan like he said he was. But, like, I think that the upshot to, like, restoring the status quo somewhat is that uh, it gives Rolo and Valletta a much bigger role in season two that's really, really interesting. Yes. Because, like, Lelouch manages to, like, legitimately recruit Rolo to his side, which is really interesting. Like, obviously, he's, like, a, he's a Britannian spy, and he has a Gios, uh, but And Lelouch is just like, nah. You're actually my brother now. I'm going to like fake adopt you and like legit turn you to my side. He recruits him like a fi- like a fire emblem character. So it 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 uh it, it gives a much expanded role to well it also it also gives Valletta a lot more to do. Like uh her plot was unresolved in season 1, so yeah. Well, I think the most interesting characters are the characters who aren't fully committed to one side or the other, who are questioning their ideals you know and now that this is the season where china gets involved this is the season where china starts doing things uh because when uh zero redeclares the united states of japan he does so from inside the uh chinese embassy in area 11 uh so he has diplomatic immunity like the britannians can't just show up and murder him because they're you know inside the chinese embassy and I do love the gambit of like him saying, oh, I will accept exile from Area 11 in exchange for the uh, the Black Knights, for the rest of the Black Knights having immunity uh, and the special zone to exist because they've put Nonali in charge of Area 11 and uh, she revives Euphemia's idea. So he's like, well, if you don't know who. So he has literally like a million people dress up as zero and they're like, well, you don't know which one the real zero is, so you have to let all of us go. <laughs> it should be mentioned, this is after they nuked Tokyo, right? No, before. No, wait, no, no, shit, that no. was before. You're right. You're no, right. they nuked Tokyo at the end of season two. <laughs> no. That was yeah. like the middle. It's like episode 20. It was episode 17, because that's the first one that I watched today. Okay, okay. Episode uh, 20 is like when the whole Zero Requiem, Requiem plan starts. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Uh, no, they threatened, there was, a, there was a threat that there might be a nuke in season one because, like, Nina had made the bomb and she was in, like, the old-timey, the, she was in the pizza mech and she was, gonna, she was like, I'm going to nuke the city with the pizza mech. I realize what it is. It's that um, none of, this is the first time when Natalie resurfaces because she got kidnapped at the end of season mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that's what it was. by V2. V2, who actually isn't all that important. <laughs> no, it's weird how the main antagonist of this season, I would say is Schneisel. Yeah, because like V2 like gets taken out, not that by Charles, like Charles is like, I'm like, I fulfilled our contract, so you die now and I'm immortal. I'm I've become the the two letter person in this scenario. Actually, I would argue it's more of, hey, you lied to me. You said we would never lie to each other and you lied to me. I'm killing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which what a heel turn that was of, um, hey, Lelouch, your mother is actually crazy, too. <laughs> And wants to bring about the end of the world. 
Yeah, we we can get into their plan later because it's bonkers. <laughs> implying implying none of the other plans in the shows are bonkers. Yeah, but like Charles and Marianne's especially. Uh, so the the Black Knights have a couple more battles, and then uh, they they do their big escape to China, and they. Uh, so they go to China to try and like get their support uh, to get them on board with their new new plan to basically get every country that's not Britannia to go to war with Britannia. Uh, and there's a lot of Chinese politics involved because China still has an emperor and like the court eunuchs want to side with Britannia. So there's like they get basically they start a Chinese civil war uh, that goes on for a while. And then uh, it turns out that like the Gios people are based in like Western China. So they go after them, uh, but not before uh, the fucking Chad himself, Jeremiah Gottwald returns <laughs> I love Jeremiah. in between the two seasons. Like they, he, he went from being a cuck to being a Chad. They like, like the, the, the order of Gios gave him Chad surgery. Yeah. They essentially let him erase any Gias powers in an area, which is epic. Yeah, like, so his, like, initial motivation is, like, he wants revenge on Lelouch because Lelouch kept, like, owning him all throughout season one. Like, season one was basically just, like, one long series of Zero owning Jeremiah over and over. It should be said, he wants revenge against Zero. Yeah, yeah, uh... But he knows that Zero's at Ashford Academy, so he just like walks up to Ashford and like kills two guys with his with his fucking sword arm. And then Sayako shows up and they have a ninja battle. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and like <laughs> uh but like the, the downside of him like having the Gios canceller is that like it cancels out Lelouch and Charles using their Gios on Shirley, so now she remembers everything. Because Lelouch made her forget, and then Charles also made her forget. Uh, no, he didn't. Did Charles not? Well, Charles used his Gias on all of them, all of the student council. So because they had to make them forget right. Natalie and remember right. Rolo. So she remembers everything. So Rolo murders her. Like He just kills her. And I should say, she remembered everything, and she was forgiving Lelouch and was trying to save him. Which, it's so sad how that all ended, because that was one of the, like, sad episodes from season one. Mm -hmm. And, like, Shirley was one of Lelouch's chances at having, like, a happy ending sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of this is, like, a lot of this show is basically Lelouch, like, like, a hundred different ways that Lelouch could still live a happy life, like, being thrown at him and him being like, no, I have to do this one very particular thing that no one asked me to do. Well, yes, but also it's all of his path to happiness being taken away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it's his own fault, though. Yeah, I think there's something that he does, but I think he. I don't get too much into it right now while we're still kind of going over plot, but he definitely makes himself a martyr. I'm sure there were other ways to do it, but. I I do. So, so yes, uh, Jeremiah confronts uh, Zero 
who ter- who like reveals himself. He's like, I'm Lelouch v. Britannia. And, Char- and Jeremiah is like, actually, I'm on your side now because I was loyal as hell to your mom. So like I, you're my, you're my guy now. I am like you're I'm like your number one guy, which to be honest, he's one of the few people that he was honest with. Yeah, he he's like he, he again, he fire emblem recruits him because he, he's like <laughs> because he just he just like converts him by force of personality, not by like subterfuge. Yeah, well, because Jeremiah was part of the personal guard for Marianne and was like, hey, I don't know what happened, but I am loyal to her and her children. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> So he calls him your majesty for the rest of the show. And like something like a small detail I noticed that I thought was funny is that uh, when uh, I forget which episode it is, but Jeremiah calls Lelouch at one point and the caller ID says orange. Yes. Well, in the end, uh, in credits, he's growing oranges. <laughs> yeah. In the epilogue, he becomes an orange. He runs an orange orchard. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. He and uh, he and Anya have an orange orchard in the epilogue. Like I saw he had the orange orchard. I just didn't put two and two together. Yeah, it's because like his time when he became he got chattified. He was like. Your petty squabbles don't concern me anymore, sort of thing, like. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I think something I wish they had done more with is his Gios canceller, just because I feel like that could have led to some interesting situations where it's like all of these people have already been affected by my Gios, so I'll just have Jeremiah cancel it and I can rewrite it or something. Yeah, he just like if if he hadn't, if he just has Jeremiah around all the time, he has infinite uses of his Gios. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah is a walking infinite ammo cheat. <laughs> so uh, now Lelouch desperately wants revenge because of Shirley. Uh, so he goes after like the order of the Gios, which V2 is in charge of. They blow the fuck out of them, massacre a whole bunch of people that are like just like honestly doing Gios research. Like they don't really know what's up. And like for the next like 10 episodes, he's try He's looking for a good chance to kill Rolo. He always wanted to kill Rolo because uh, he's like, I'm going to use him up and get rid of him. But now he's like, he killed Shirley. It's personal. I hate this guy. Well, yeah, because it was first like you can't replace my sister, so you're gonna die. Then it was oh you you killed the person that I might have loved. You're definitely dying. So yeah, this is when it kind of gets a little bit into more of like the Gios stuff and less the war because like the war kind of goes out of focus for a while. While uh like like Toto and all of them are running that while he is going to deal with Charles and all of his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we, we can go into Charles's plan now, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they declare like the United Federation of Nations and like every country that's not Britannia, like basically forms a big UN type organization. And they were like, OK, the first thing we're doing is invading Japan, like all of us. And Lelouch goes to Kamini Island, the place from the end of season one and from like the middle of season one. To confront Charles and his like alternate creepy world. Isn't it Seas World? Yeah, it's called Seas World. Uh, it's this is Seas World where they have Shamu, right? 
I think it's just because it's C2's world, right? Like, well, she didn't create it. Like, yeah. Gias goes back before her. I think Z, I think C is just like the name of God. Something like that. Uh, yeah, C2 is like from medieval times. That's how long she's been alive. Which was hinted at beforehand. Um, yeah. But was like explicitly stated in this. Mm-hmm. Well, because like they, when they're going through her backstory, they like, Use a shot from the first OD, the first ED, mm. and uh, when and when like when they first go to C's world, like she gets her memory like wipes briefly, uh, so she's like back to being who she was before she got her Gios. So she's like a medieval person in this like twenty first century setting. So she's like frightened by everything, and Luz gets her a pizza, which is very sweet. Uh, but it's like the most fucked up pizza I've ever seen. It's like one of those hot dog crust pizzas. <laughs> it's because they couldn't get the Pizza Hut. No, I'm betting it's because it was Pizza Hut's like um special at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, they had they had the Pizza Hut branding. They released the Pizza Hut. The Pizza Hut branding is in season two on the Netflix release, but not season one. It's bizarre. It really bothers me. I could see, like, season one just had so much branding in it that they couldn't do it. Whereas, like, the licensing for season two would be cheaper. Yeah, well, they barely had any in season two, I feel. Maybe? I don't know. I don't understand things. Anyway, so, back to where we were. (laughs) So, Lelouch actually manages to get Suzaku to come with him to Kamine Island uh, to confront Charles. Wait, no, we we skipped the fact that they nuked Tokyo. Did that happen now? I don't know. They nuked Tokyo at some point, okay? Yeah, they, they nuked Tokyo in yeah. the when when the Black Knights are about to take it. Uh, and none of them totally it, dies. Uh, what causes it to happen is, like, Suzaku, like, gets affected by uh, Lelouch's Gios command to live and fires it under the influence of Gios. And it kills, they say, 25 million people, I think? 10 million in the blast and then I don't I think they said the total deaths got to 25 after all the like yeah which is like Christ <laughs> Jesus and at the same time uh Schneisel like because everybody's like reeling from this like the Black Knights retreat uh the Britannians are in disarray because like they, their base got nuked uh so Schneisel goes to meet with the Black Knights and he's like hey Zero is Lelouch v Britannia he's a Britannian prince he has Gios he's deceiving all of you Fuck him. And like the the Black Knights do. They turn against Zero. I will say, I think. Is that when this happens? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So it's like, I thought that was after the time skip, but no. Nope. No, the Black Knights are already against him at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and part of it is that they thought they have been misled and they don't really understand Geos and how like they're not under control of it type of thing anymore. Yeah, because like. I don't think that Zero actually like just. Gios anyone and said, join the Black Knights, really. I don't think so. Uh, But like they that's part of the the pernicious thing about his ability is that you forget after he does it to you. So like they don't know that he hasn't done that. Yeah, right. Well, and part of it is that like. That's. I think one of Zero's biggest character flaws is that like he does not tell anyone anything 
I guess I should say Lelouch. Like, he has all sorts of secrets that he keeps close to his chest, and he might have, if he told his high commanders, like, about his gifts and stuff, they might have not done anything, you know? Yeah, like, if, like, Ogi and Detard and Colin knew, it probably wouldn't have gone over as badly, or something like that. Or, and Toto. Or, like, even if, like, when he was revealed, instead of being, like, playing into the persona of, oh, y'all were all just pawns to me, he, like, came out and, like, like, was, like, a bit more genuine with him and been like, yes, this was all to achieve my own goals, but I still want freedom for Japan or something like that. Yeah. Well, like, he never admits that Yuffie was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is to preserve Yuffie's legacy as well, though. To where it's like, oh, yes, I did it on purpose. This wasn't... Yeah. Or I guess more of like a, he wants to take all the blame for himself. And so, like, when he goes to Suzaku and is wanting him to protect Nunnally, uh, he, he like, says, oh, yes, it was all me. It was my plan when I think he just wanted Suzaku to hate him. Well, I'm curious how long does Zero Requiem was in effect? You know, I, I'm not it's it's hard to say, like, how long the Zero Requiem was his plan. I think it was just his plan after the events of. Like after the time skip and like from when he kills Charles to when. Like, I think that's when it goes into effect. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just him like Suzaku kept telling or people kept telling him if you're going to tell a lie, make it the truth. And they kept saying, oh, if you're a knight of justice, if you're going to lie about being a knight of justice, just become a knight of justice. When I think Lelouch realized, hey, I've pretty much been lying that I'm like an evil despot, pretty much. So I'm just going to lean into that and then just become the sacrifice of the world and end all war. Yeah, well, the sort of thing of like everyone who rises to power makes people who hate them sort of thing. So I'm going to make everybody hate me. So whoever rises to power was loved by everyone. Get everybody against you. And then they're all on the same side sort of thing. So Lelouch and Rolo escape from the Black Knights by basically Rolo spamming his Gios. Uh, but uh, the downside of Rolo's Gios is that every time he uses it, his heart stops. So eventually he just kills himself by cardiac arrest, essentially. Uh, but that leaves Lelouch to, free to go and kick Charles's ass. So he and Suzaku, actually, and uh, C2 go to Kamen Island and finally confront Charles and Marianne, who is kind of sort of alive. Uh, Her Gios was that she can, like, essentially just, like, download herself onto other people. And she only used it once. So, like, when she got shot up by V2, because V2 was betraying Charles and her, uh, she downloaded herself onto Anya, one of the Knights of the Round, uh, and she's just that's just been her the whole time. <laughs> I think she's been in her memories, like yeah, I, I don't think yeah, you're right. She's not like the dominant personality the whole time, like a Jekyll think. Hyde type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like in C's world, which is like the collective unconscious, she's like herself because like her mind is in there. I also think that it's like a. Like, it, she can only do it 
at the like when she's close to death because she said that's the first time her Gios activated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't like voluntary sort of thing. Yeah. And that's also where we find out that like not only was not actually like or was not actually blinded and lose the use of her legs. Not only did not was not blinded and did not use the lose the use of her legs uh because of like the trauma of seeing her mother shot, it was just like Charles like trying to cover his tracks. Like he did he used his Gios on her to make that to make her like basically just to make her blind and uh without the use of her legs. So that's fucked up. I thought she just couldn't use her legs the whole time. I think she was actually paralyzed, but her blindness, I think, was... Because once she eventually stops being blind, like, she fights it off. But mm-hmm. she doesn't ever gain the use of her legs back. Something like that. Anyway, Charles and Marion's plan is to, like... Essentially make a world where, like, nobody ever lies to each other. Like, that's their big They're thing. They're trying to pull an Ava. Yeah, they're... It's actually a lot. It actually reminds me a lot of the end of Stone Ocean as well, because uh, like the, the the plan at the end of Stone Ocean is the villains like I want to make a world where everybody knows exactly their fate, and so it's like one of those weird things where they're like we're gonna rewrite the laws of reality because we don't like this particular facet about it. Uh, and Lelouch like uses his gios on the collective unconscious of humanity and says, "Hey, make their plan not work," and they disintegrate. It's amazing. Yeah, well, because essentially what Charles and Marianne are trying to do is to make to to stop time by making everyone under their control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sort of trying to create a, a an end to history by like stopping all conflicts by like putting themselves in charge of everything. Yes, uh, which is interesting because like them and Schneisel and Lelouch all have a different approach to doing that. Essentially, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because they say, oh, we need to focus on the past or and keep everything the way it is right now. And then Schneisel's philosophy is kind of like, I need to control everything. Like, I'm not sure exactly, because. Well, Schneisel's just like, I'm going to I'm just going to, like, put a fucking orbital platform. And if you if you disobey me, I'll nuke your ass. <laughs> yeah. And then. Lucius' plan is, I'm going to make everyone hate me, and then mm-hmm. they'll kill me, and I'll be on the same side. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so there's a time skip, and Lelouch declares himself emperor by using his Gios on everybody. Uh, and so it comes, essentially, in the end, it's a, it's a power struggle between the two half-brothers, Lelouch and Schneisel, over who's going to be the emperor, and essentially unite the world. Because the Black Knights are now on Schneisel's side against Lelouch. Uh, and so there's this big battle uh, while Schneisel's launching his big orbital platform with the nukes on it. Uh, and it ends up with Lelouch winning and being emperor of the world, more or less. And Suzaku totally dies. Yes. Suzaku totally 100% actually dies for real. And Zero shows up. I wonder who could be in the Zero outfit, because it's not Lelouch, uh, and runs him through with a sword. So, like... Basically, Lelouch got the entire world to hate his guts completely, so they were all united by their common hatred of him, and then got murked himself so that there would be peace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is interesting. <laughs> I have mean, an optimistic view that everybody would hate him, and like his death would unite the world. <laughs> I think 
it's an optimistic plan. Would it actually work? I don't think so. Or at least not for long. But like this isn't real life though. But yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly like the, the the last arc of the show made me really sad because like mm-hmm. Nanali is on Schneisel's like big orbital ship and she has like the key that launches the the Flayas, the nukes. We can just call them nukes. They're nukes. Like, yeah, they they just don't call them nukes because like they work differently. And like, oh, Japan World War Two didn't is, happen, so nukes didn't get invented. Yeah, and and Japan is like kind of uncomfortable with nuclear weapons imagery for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as everyone should be, to be honest. It is really weird that like we all just kind of accept the fact that like a couple guys could just be like, I want to end all of humanity. And they could just like push a couple buttons and do that. Yeah. Like it is like, it is so it ends like, it's funny. Cause like in the seventies and eighties, there was like a serious movement that was like, let's just get rid of all the nukes. And then like, they didn't. And now, and we don't even have that movement anymore, which sucks. Cause like, we should do that. We should not have them. Yeah. The promise of nukes got went away. There'd be some other thing that replaced them, you know? Uh, anyway, uh, so like Lelouch eventually does use his Gios on Nanali to get her to give him the uh, the key that launches the the nukes. Uh, and that's like the, the real tragic moment of this whole show for me, because like he ostensibly started on his whole crusade for her sake. And now he's like, I'm imposing my will on you, too. So like that's when he like really lost sight of everything. And then when he like when he gets stabbed, like he falls down right in front of her and like she's crying and saying like, all I really wanted was to like live with you and like Hattie was my brother and now I don't have that. So like he, he ostensibly did this whole thing for a, a world where she could be happy, but like now he's not in it. So like, that's something that that was an element of her happiness. that's just gone forever and she can't have. Yeah. Well, essentially Lucia's big plan that we talked about, like he has to become the villain. He has to play the mm-hmm. villain to everyone, including his sister, which is unfortunate. Uh, it just it was sad, though. <laughs> and I think I think not only kind of figured that out when like when he was dying is that this was all an act to get everyone to hate him so he could die. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there was some like memory shenanigans like. Where she figured out the plan or something, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's sort of the story of season two uh, in brief. Uh, I don't. I felt like we didn't really need to do like the production for the season because it's mostly similar to last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not like the action as much this season. It's it's a very different vibe from season one. Uh, I feel like it's a lot more mech focused. Yeah. It's well. It's like in season one, it was like all about like a couple of big mechs and then like a bunch of like generic mechs, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh. Like in season one, like for most of it, it's the Lancelot for the Britannians and the Gurren for the um, for the the Black Knights and everybody else is just like a normal mech. And then like towards the end of season one, like a couple other extra mechs show up. Uh, Whereas in season two, it's like if you're not in like a fancy special named mech with a special power, you essentially just like don't matter. (laughs) Uh, Season one was a lot more about the tactics, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, well, like season one, I feel like was about like tactics can defeat brute force. Was how most of the battles were won was some secret technique that Zero had up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Whereas a lot of in season two is like, I have a newer, bigger mech. <laughs> well, and most of the tactics ended up being on like a grand scale than like a battle by battle scale sort of thing. See, I didn't think the action was necessarily as interesting. I thought like, like even more so than in season one, I enjoyed the dialogue a lot more than the, the action in this season. Yeah. Well, I one thing I do like is how unlike a certain other anime that we watch, season two does feel a lot different than season one. Looking at you, psychopath. Yeah, season season two is definitely like a, it's more of a straight continuation just because like season one ended on such a cliffhanger. Right. These are definitely one complete story together. But yeah, I like I like season two. I think it's not quite as strong as season one, just because like like we were we said in season the season one episode, like it's so like season one is so good. You could just make that the show and like do the really bold ending if you wanted to. Yeah. Whereas you could not do this season without season one, obviously. I feel like season two kind of suffers at the end. Like, I don't think the pacing is like awful, but it does feel a little rushed. Just because like, I, I'm pretty sure like they reveal the whole Marion thing and then kill her off in the same episode. Yeah, I think you're right. It is weird how like Gios gets a lot more focus in season two, of course. And like, I feel like. I feel like if like they continued with more of the tone of season one, then like Schneisel's plan with the Damocles would have just been Charles's plan. Yeah, well, it's weird because like they had all the stuff about Gios midseason, but then it just gets dropped. Yeah, because like after they after they kill uh, after they kill V2 and Charles, like it just becomes Schneisel versus Lelouch. Right. And mm-hmm. I could see a way for Lelouch to not have to die if he's like, hey, Charles's plan was to do this super fucked up thing with this power that he has. You know? Yeah, that would have been a really interesting, like, thematic ending for Lelouch, just to friend, like, come out in public in front of everyone and be like, yes, I am Lelouch of Britannia. This was my dad. He's Charles. But, like, I have this power, Gios, and, like, he was going to do this fucked up thing with Gios, and I stopped him. So you're welcome. <laughs> right. But instead, he's like, he's a dickhead to the end. But to be fair, would that have succeeded in uniting the entire world? I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, but I don't know. We're, it's, it's, it's still interesting. But yeah, it is. It is weird. Like season two doesn't feel like it's 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 like, who is the villain really supposed to be? Because you're, you're tempted to say Charles, obviously, because his whole go- goal is like to kill Charles. And then like. Charles just kind of doing his own thing for most of the show. And then he just like once he he, like reveals his plan and gets goes out like a buster. And then like they they keep building up Schneisel is like the real threat, but like Schneisel's not really is nearly an interesting villain. Yeah, when Schneisel. Doesn't feel as oppressive as the emperor does. Yeah, he's like his whole thing is it like like basically Schneisel's whole deal is it like he's Lelouch brackets loyal to Britannia close brackets because <laughs> like they're both just like really good chess masters and like brilliant strategists and that's like their whole vibe honestly i feel like the final battle of the show is effectively a battle between the lesser of two evils yeah it's 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 like like i said like when i was summarizing the plot i called it essentially like a a, a royal squabble because it's essentially these two guys being like one of us is going to come out of this as like the emperor of the whole world <laughs> Which of us is right. going to be? And I, I don't think um, Schneisel is quite a dictator, but like both of them would not be great regimes as they are. 
you know. Well, I mean, like Lelouch, and at least he wasn't. At least Lelouch wasn't going to nuke people that went out of line, probably. Yes, but I mean, he was setting himself up to the villain. From the public perspective, neither one is a good ruler. And like Schneisel does nuke the capital of Britannia just for giggles, more or less. I mean, strategically, yes, he should. <laughs> I, I also enjoy the fact that the the Britannian capital is in like San Diego. <laughs> If you look at the map. Yeah. <laughs> what is it called? It's called Pendragon, which is King Arthur's last name. Because, like, all of, like, the Knights of the Rounds mechs are named after uh, our Knights of the Round mm-hmm. table. Like, obviously well, Lancelot, like, but, like, Mordred, Gawain. Tristan. Uh, Tristan, yeah. And Avalon's their, like, battleship. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Knight of One has the sword Excalibur. But, yeah. I, I think that season two is a little bit less cohesive than season one season one is like such a master work though that like it's hard to follow up on it like and like be as perfect uh, i still like it a lot though mm-hmm. still like half of the extras are sam regal which is very funny <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i still really enjoyed this show uh unfortunately none of the ops and eds are nearly as good as the first two set from season did one. you not like the second ed it sounded a lot like the uh, vampire show it well, i think it's the same artist and the first one from the first season is too. But yeah, production side, it's all like on the level of season one. I, I don't think they do quite as interesting stuff with it, but that's that's a matter of taste, of course. On the whole, I think this is a fantastic, fantastic show. Season one, I prefer, but I think it's worth it to see the whole thing. I wouldn't recommend you stop after season one. Yeah, yeah. No, if you saw season one and you liked it, watch season two. Duh. <laughs> If only to like, because I'm curious to see what other people think, because like, I don't know how like popular of a take is that like season one is not on the level of season two or the other way around. I think it wasn't quite as good. Mm-hmm. But also I watched it all within 24 hours, which you should not do for any show, in my opinion. I found the show to be very bingeable. <laughs> like every episode has like an insane cliffhanger. <laughs> there are some shows I could not do that for that we've watched, but I think any show practice moderation. <laughs> Please. Yes. Like, I think something else that could be is like, we're binging this show when this show came out before the era of binging and was made to be consumed weekly rather than all mm-hmm. at once. Yes. True. Yeah, there really is like no reason to do cliffhanger endings to TV episodes anymore when the expectation is you'll just put out the whole season at once on like Netflix at least. Weekly stuff. They've been doing that for a tiny bit, you know? Yeah, it's it's so funny because like like uh, the sh- like the shows that like go week to week do so much better because like there's stuff to talk about every week, whereas like they just dump the whole thing out on Netflix at once. And like the, the conversation dies out after like a day because like the whole thing's there. So like people don't have anything to talk about once it's all done. Like nobody talked about Stone Ocean when they dropped the first third of it on Netflix because like Part of the culture of Jojo is like Jojo Friday. Let's go. New episode. But that's gone now. Well, I think also not many people have talked about it because there's a lot of. You got to do a lot beforehand to get into Jojo. I definitely recommend you watch season two. It's very, very good. I I love Code Yes. I kind of want to watch it again already. I don't know if I'd go that far. Just watch Akito the Exile. I want to I want to I want to read that Nunnally manga <laughs> or or like the, the movie where Lelouch comes back from the dead. 
I mean, I think both would be good. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I I think you should watch this show. It's like, I think it's like it's a little bit too new that like it hasn't really joined like the pantheon of like boomer ass classics. But like, I mean, it's like pretty old at this point. Yeah. But like, you know, when people talk like it's not really one that people talk about when they talk about the classics, but I think it should be. Honestly, it's that good. Fuck you. That's my doctrine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's older than Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It is. Yeah. FMA Brotherhood's 2011. I think the problem with trying to call it a classic is that it's I feel like he's a bit too much. Like, there's other ways this could have ended on a happier note with everything working for everyone, you know? Like, why does it have to end on a happy note to be a classic? Cowboy Bebop does not end on a happy note, and that's a classic. <laughs> but just, I think it could have ended differently and gotten a simpler message across. Because it is kind of like someone has to sacrifice himself for everyone to have world peace. This is not a subtle show. That's <laughs> fair. I feel like the message is more if you're not honest with yourself, you'll eventually lead, go down a path of your own destruction. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because Lelouch dies because he couldn't tell the truth. Yes, but it's an interesting thing of. He also was saying, like, if you take a life, you have to be prepared to lose it. And so he knew. From the beginning, he was going to lose his life sort of thing, you know? It's it's the plot of Aladdin, but in reverse, because he really is a prince. He gets fucked over by not telling the truth. He just needed Robin Williams genie to show up and have the chalkboard that says, tell her the truth. We should just like, OK, next year, what we should do for this podcast for 2023 we just watch all the same shows we watched in 2022 in the same order and do them again. <laughs> like, I think that could be interesting, but no, I'm not. It could that. be interesting, but I don't want to do it. So, yes, that, that's exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would be interesting to rewatch that... shows and see how we view them differently. But like, I'm not rewatching Ava. This has well, that was, we didn't watch that in 2022. <laughs> this has been the weekly anime performance review. You can find us on Twitter at Wappercast uh, because we will be putting up a poll when this episode goes live with what we will watch for the next viewer voted episode. Uh, and your choices this time are going to be Ping Pong the Animation, The Cuphead Show, and Yuru Camp. So be sure to vote in that uh, when you get the chance. It's going to be exciting. Uh, so I have been your Knight of 69. I have been Chris, and my Gios is to create really good cosplay and i've been andrew and you know that awkward moment when everyone shows up to the costume party wearing the same thing and one of you has to change beep boop ravioli <laughs>